shows are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Welcome to the Adventures in Tech Podcast. Talking the latest tips and trends in educational technology to innovate and engage your students. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Dan. Back at it again. Welcome to episode 36 of the Adventures in Tech Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Andrew, if you don't know that by now. And my name is Dan. And you should know that as well. So we're excited you are on this venture with us. We have a great interview coming up today. Uh, we'll little tease it, little Moat, CEO of Moat.com. Uh, Will Jackson, love it. He's uh, across the pond, so we uh, had to make sure we got on his time schedule, and it wasn't tea time or anything like that. Uh, but we are looking forward to our interview with uh, Will Jackson. So that being said, uh, please make sure you uh, leave feedback in the rating on wherever you are getting the Adventures in Tech podcast from. Greatly appreciate that support. Dan, we're going to skip right through uh, classroom updates. We'll uh, hit more of that and ISTE on the next episode. But uh, let's go right to the weekly windup. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was Google launching um, Celebrate Black History Month with Applied Digital Skills. So they will put the link in the show notes, but they gave a great link um, into different activities and explorations, um, things for creating community mind maps, doing some virtual um, building of things, um, building logos. So there's some nice resources there to really reflect and teach um, during Black History Month. Um, another uh, another thing put out by Google Arts and Culture is celebrating the Lunar New Year. Yay, so Google Arts and Culture. Um, I'm loving what's happening with Google Arts and Culture. So if you want to um, go and explore the arts of the Lunar New Year, um, they have some great resources there that we'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, it's the Year of the Rabbit Puzzle Party. I love yeah, it. It's good, right? I and, do like it. And then also we've talked about some new features in Canva, their Magic Write, and a lot of new things coming up. Um, I There is a free webinar that will be launching on January 23rd. Um, thanks, Casey Bell, for sharing that. Um, it is live through YouTube, so I put the link there that will be in the show notes. So if you want to check out that webinar, you can click on the link there. Yeah, Canva. I mean, what a robust tool and how they are evolving with what's come out with uh, AI and everything like that. It's going to be very interesting uh, on how the whole, all these educational tech companies really move forward into 2023 and beyond. So very excited about that. All right. So without further ado, here will be our interview with the CEO of Moat, Will Jackson. All right, so we are very fortunate today with our guest. We have Will Jackson, who is the co-founder and CEO of Moat. Now, if you remember, Dan, last year we were able to talk to the VP of Education, John Neal. Yes. Uh, we've had multiple opportunities to meet uh, John at different conferences and discuss just, you know, joining the Moat boat, as we right. say, I right? Think, <laughs> I think everyone knows that we are, we are all on board of the Moat boat. I love the Moat boat, and we keep, you know, pushing forward with the Moat boat. But now we've even, you know, we, we've reached a pinnacle, I guess you could say, we now have Will Jackson with us. Will, welcome to the podcast for Adventures in Tech. So grateful to have you here. Andrew, it's a real pleasure. Great to, great to meet you and great to be on the podcast. Thank you. Uh, so, Will, big thing we want to say, just tell us a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about your background, uh, you know, with where you came up with the idea of Mo, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, on my background, I've worked at several uh, tech companies through my career. Uh, I was working with Intel uh, and then Pandora, the music company. Uh, and then after that, I met my co-founder, Alex, while we were both working uh, in music at a company called Vivo. And uh, we wanted to, to set up our own business together and were looking at different ways to apply voice technology 
uh, has really caught our attention. And we built Moat as uh, a way of enabling people to use voice instead of text communication uh, to communicate. We thought it was faster, more effective, uh, and really conveyed that human connection. When we launched the product in March of 2020, it was teachers who rushed to engage with and embrace Moat because they found it so powerful uh, for, for connecting with students. And so we, we love that. We've really leaned into that and worked with our educator community for the past three years to ensure that Moat solves their problems uh, as much as possible. So uh, integrating Moat into the apps that, that, that are being used, and solving the problems that they have, whether that be for accessibility, whether that be for feedback, uh, or just creative applications of audio in the classroom. That's great. Thank you so much for that, uh, Will. So uh, something you mentioned that just resonated with me was how you talked about the integration component. We know that a lot of these school districts uh, across the world are, are Google Workspace or Microsoft Teams and so forth. And the integration into the Chrome browser, into Google Slides, into Forms, allowing that powerful component that you mentioned with audio feedback. Because, you know, after a while, yeah, there's comment banks, but I know I can speak for Dan here, is we get tired of typing or you feel like you're redundant in what you say when you're offering feedback to students and you're typing it and typing it and typing it or you're just inserting it. And it's much more personalized when you're able to actually input a voice comment into anything, a little a little blurb in a, in a writing or a slide deck that the, the student is doing, something on the form. That instantaneous availability to give feedback really promotes more learning and engagement between the teacher and student relationship at that point. And, and I would just like to build upon that. Like what Moat really harnesses on with the audio feedback, and it shows it, it creates a human connection um, between the teachers and students because so much gets lost in the in the written word, your, your, your inflection, your tone, um, and being able to use that voice feedback is just so powerful in the learning environments. You know, uh, Dan, you're, you're spot on. And this is something we hear again and again because it's not, of course, the content of, of what is being shared is important, but as much as anything, it is the it is the affection, it is the sincerity behind that, which is so much easier to convey through voice. And that's really what will motivate students to act upon that feedback that will keep them motivated to, to push their own uh, skills and, and redraft or take on board the feedback uh, and grow. So um, I, I think that, and we'll perhaps talk a little while about how technology may, uh, you know, solve other problems. But like, we can't get away from the fact that that human connection between uh, teacher and student, educator and learner, uh, has to be at the heart of, of 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 so many things going forward. Oh, totally agree. And I I would have to say, you know, we've been uh, we've been you know trying to sell tickets to the Moat Boat since you guys launched. Um, a few years ago, and I know our teachers are, are really receptive and love the tool. But what we've seen happen and what is great is teachers are now seeing um, the importance of audio when they're engaging with their students. So for students to get in on providing audio responses to teachers, you know, it can really focus and teachers can see about their metacognition. They can do a lot of reflection. They can really see students thinking process. So, you know, that moat feature uh, and the accessibility has been great for both the teacher and the student in the learning environments. Yeah, I love that. I love the fact that Moat has been incorporated into uh, kind of more innovative sort of pedagogical approaches. Uh, and it's frankly, it's something which I've learned myself uh, the value of over the last few years. I think initially 
we really focused on that feedback use case and saw the value, um, but really seeing these incredibly creative applications of, of using voice in the classroom, of, of overcoming language barriers, of overcoming um, accessibility uh, barriers, it's just it's really inspiring for us as a team. You know, Will, what, one thing I wanted to mention is, you know, and really hit, hit home was the human connection. Because, like you said, you guys launched in March of 2020, and that's pretty much where, you know, the pandemic really just really rocked the educational world. The human connection was something that I think adults, children alike, really struggled with through that first, you know, the first year and everything, because virtual learning, we know, was, you know, it had its challenges itself, but Moat being released, it's like, it was just like an aha moment that, wow, I can still connect with my students, they can still hear my voice, I don't have to worry about the video thing right now, but I can, they can still connect and hear me, and and get feedback from me, like they're sitting next to me in class, if I was in a small one-to-one conference, it really that human connection and and the the ability that Moat was able to provide through virtual learning and and all the teaching that went on for those you know those eighteen months to two years really was powerful and it's like I mean when 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 the pandemic came you know came about and school started to shut down across the world and you guys had just launched like what was going on like if I could be a fly on the wall in the Moat corporate offices like what was what was your guys thought process. <laughs> But the most core offices were, you know, myself and my co-founder working in our, you know, own separate houses, right. <laughs> you know, communicating. So, you know, we were a very small team at the time and we were working very, very hard just to, just to, you know, understand how Moat was helping and then make sure that we could, uh, you know, build, frankly, the infrastructure to, to, to support the growth that we were seeing. And we were sort of, you know, doubling, tripling, quadrupling in, in, in usage, you know, every every week. And it was, you know, very exhilarating. I think, um, you know, since you talked about the pandemic, I think it, this, the importance of human connection obviously hasn't gone away uh, post-pandemic, uh, obviously. Um, now, you know, some teachers spend, you know, if you're, if you're an elementary teacher and you've got your students with you every lesson of the, of the school week, then perhaps... You feel like you've had enough human connection with your students <laughs> through the week, but, but, but <laughs> and you don't want any more. Uh, but for, for, for teachers in high school or middle school or, or higher education, where you know, maybe they only get a couple of hours a week uh, in person with their with their students, um, finding ways to continue the conversation, to, to connect uh, on a one-to-one basis between classes, and to be able to quickly respond to student questions. Uh, to to interact and, and sort of build that relationship outside of class uh, is super important. And um, I just wish that teachers had, uh, I guess, you know, room in, in their in their schedules, in their calendars to do that more, right? Because that is so important. Agreed. 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 And I think what you've created um, allows for more teachers to create that time in, in their busy schedule. Um, I would just have to say, like, kudos to you for your integrations and how you've weaved Moat in right. and out of various platforms um, to provide different opportunities for teachers. I mean, the hypermotes, you know, being able to comment with a moat. The loops. Uh, the loops, everything there, just really, no matter where you're working with a student, you can leave that audio feedback. I, I can't imagine. That must have been quite a challenge for you guys, for an undertaking for you guys to, to work out all those integrations. It, it is. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that we, you know, we have to do is, is constantly make sure that, that, uh, we readjust. So sometimes Google will, will 
launch uh, upgrades to their product, which is brilliant and uh, something they should do. But often those changes will uh, affect the way that Moat works. And we will very quickly have to see what's changed and make sure that we can then ship an update to our products to make sure they still work uh, work even better. So, you know, that's part and parcel of, of doing what we've done. I think I still believe uh, that that integration um, that we've enabled is, is hugely valuable um, and, and well worth the effort. Oh, absolutely. So, Will, uh, quick question. Well, it's not really a quick question. So, as we talk about Moat, how is Moat evolving? We know that it, it's integrating more and more. I love the po- the fact that you can see when students have, or we use it with our colleagues as well, have listened to your feedback and then how that helps them grow professionally or for students in their educational careers. We know Moat is evolving itself, right? And what is the next step for Moat itself uh, as you you know as we start to move into 2023. Yeah, so well, in terms of the Moat product that everyone knows and loves, um, we 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 don't sit still. Uh, last year and, and into 2023, you know, we've been uh, continuing to uh, ship improvements. Uh, we launched most recently a web recorder, and um, because we kept hearing examples of, of teachers saying, "Look, my students don't have the Moat Chrome extension on their." machines or on their mobile phones but i really need them to use mode in this way or that way and so we've we've added a, a, a web recorder um it has built-in uh, transcription which is quite unusual and unique i think awesome. um and uh we've seen we've seen a really nice uh, level of engagement with that uh we launched moat loops i think you mentioned yep. uh, earlier which is you know part of our we, we you know it was inspired by some excellent you know conversations and, and interactions we have with teachers who were Telling us how, you know, how important it is for them and their feedback practice to know that students are engaging with the feedback because there's nothing worse than investing, you know, three hours of your Sunday evening in, in giving feedback but not knowing whether that feedback has been you know, listened to or read or engaged with or anything has happened. And, and you know, I, I'm not sure we've been able to fully solve that problem. Um, but I think that what we wanted to do is at least make sure that teachers understand what's working and hopefully nudge students to, to engage with that and to, uh, to take action. So those have been things that we've been doing. Um, but more broadly, uh, we have been, um, you know, getting excited about some of the newer uh, technological developments out there uh, and uh, kicking around a few new ideas for products that we're pretty excited to be launching uh, in the coming weeks and months. Right, so that kind of just leads me right into my next question. You set it up and teed it up for me perfectly, Will. Exactly. It's almost, you know, I just kept thinking, like, Moat launched uh, right in March 2020, um, right when a time when that human connection was needed most. And it seems like you are launching a a new feature right when – when a new thing in uh, in technology is rearing its head and <laughs> making quite an impact on the uh, the the teaching space, so uh, can we talk about Conquer? Yeah, explain to the audience yeah. what it is and how it helps education. And when we say Conquer, okay, everybody's got to understand it's C O N K E R. So it's still in beta, but Will, you're the CEO, you're the founder. You tell them when they're going to be able to really get access to this in the educational world. Yeah, well. Uh, thanks very much, guys. So, I mean, it's so Conquer is uh, is a new brand, is a new platform we're launching. Uh, the URL is Conquer.ai, and we began work on this um, three or four months ago because, like so many other people, we were just very excited by the potential of 
of the um, so large language models or generative AI, um, whether that be you know generating imagery with DALI to um, or it would be um, using these large language models to create really incredible responses to prompts and questions and and we feel like this space is evolving so quickly you know we just said we have to explore this we have to start using this ourselves and see what can we build what problems are there that we know teachers have and um, that we think we can help with and so you know we started work on conquer uh, only in, in november actually and, and quickly built a first version which we shared i think with you guys in, yep. in, in december and obviously this space is moving so fast it's been wild and we've We've had some really great feedback on our, on our beta version, which which is quite narrowly focused on the problem of um, generating quizzes. So we you know we, we did quite a bit of work talking to our user base about about how they approach um, formative assessment, and we we felt that actually there was a need to help educators with just a quick and easy way to create simple formative assessments, whether that be based on um, a set text. So, hey, I want students to read uh, something and then, you know, demonstrate understanding by answering a set of questions. Or it'd be, you know, very quickly generating um, uh, fill-in-the-blank exercises or quizzes um, or reading comprehension exercises. So, that whole space, we think, is really interesting. And I think even since we began work on Conquer, we just feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many incredibly inspiring ways that educators are using um, tools like ChatGPT right now that we are just so inspired to to innovate in this space. And I think that's what's, yeah, that, that's for me is going to just be probably front and center for what 2023 looks like. I can't even tell you how excited I am with the, just to harness the power of the tool with Conquer, man. We'll talk. I know Dan's got a question about Chat GPT and AI with with Moat and Conquer, but I I don't think. I mean, first off, how rapidly you put this product out. Let's say, like you say, you're in November, and then we got kind of like beta testing, and we got to see it in December, and, and then, then now. So and yeah, and you know, you say about keeping ahead in the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I didn't know you were just first putting this together in November, but how this is. Um, updated over the last few weeks from where, where I first looked at Conquer to where it is now is just incredible. So I can't wait to see how you grow this product going in the future. And I love the marketing because I love getting, you know, uh, get conquering. All right. I just absolutely love that phrase. And I think <laughs> I do. I mean, I just love the whole, the whole thing because the formative assessment is something that I feel like can go pushed to the back burner for many teachers due to lack of time, right? If a lesson takes longer to mm -hmm. to kind of get through to check for understanding, and then they got to do some kind of formative assessment, right? Conquer, it just, A, it's very simple to use, right? And that's the big thing. And then you can copy to Google Forms. I mean, it's just amazing how quickly you have evolved Conquer, you know, from the ground up to, to where it is currently. And then I know it's going to be released, uh, you know, in a few weeks. This is such a powerful tool, and I can't tell you how excited I am to see how it evolves over the next few months because everything is going at light speed now, like you just said. And with ChatGPT coming out and everything, and we know it's incredible, but it's like you, you – I think you sent uh, an email to us where you said it, it's fun, it's incredible, but ChatGPT is not designed around solving educators' needs. Education is not at the forefront of the ChatGPT mindset. 
but you guys at, at Mo and Conquer are, and you're using that, that powerful tool of AI and embedding it within Conquer is just phenomenal. Well, that's, that's incredibly kind of you. Yeah. We, we, we humbly, uh, are trying to do that. Um, I think just to, just to explain, I mean, I do, we are, ChatGPT is this extraordinary product and, um, we, it's, it's, so exciting to see how it has been engaged and to see how the debate and discussion has moved so quickly from, oh my goodness, you know, we've got to make sure students don't use it right, to right. teachers saying, no, how can I bring it into the classroom and help students use it so that they can learn more rapidly, so that they can learn how to use it responsibly, so that they can build this into their toolkit? Because guess what? When they, you know, join the workforce, um, this is going to be like, you know, just a basic expectation of, of their, you know, of their toolkit, right? Like, uh, and I think it was, um, I, I don't want to say, but it was, it was a, it was an education influencer who said recently, I think Holly, um, uh, said something like, you know, it's like, this is the Commodore 64 version of, <laughs> of AI, right? Yeah, yeah. Like this is the very first chapter. And I think this is so true. So I think I'm excited to see, and, and frankly, learn from how educators are, are applying ChatGPT. And I think what we know is that, that to make this a, a useful, a powerful pedagogical tool, right, and a productivity tool, it's going to need more thoughtful design. It's going to need you know, safeguards. It's going to need um, you know, effective design to solve for the needs of teachers, to solve for the needs of, of, of students and for administrators in schools and districts. So we are very much engaged in in that but you know step one is 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 launching uh you know version of conquer in the next couple of weeks um but 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 seeing it very much as the first step on the journey yeah i mean this emergence uh, of the ai especially with chat gpt taking the forefront i mean there were things before coming out and but this is really um taking over a lot of things um in, in at least for me, I'm walking in, I walk in two different worlds. I'm here as a tech integration specialist, a teacher working, you know, in the K-12, but I'm also in the higher ed realm um, where, where I teach as well. And looking at um, the way that the two different areas are approaching it, the higher ed was very um, anti, I should say, the AI and looking for ways that they could prevent it or stop it. Um, but in the K-12, I'm seeing a more of a, like, all right, this is what it is, and how are we going to involve, evolve our instruction um, to, to look at the world that our students are in and are going to be in? So, you know, see, you guys are thinking the same way. So how do you think the emergence of AI is going to impact education in general? <laughs> like, it's a big question, and um, I, I wouldn't be uh, – foolish enough to say I have all, have all the answers. I think, you know, what we have done is have laid out a set of assumptions. And I think for us, uh, we think first off that there will be uh, recognition and embracing of, of uh, using technology, you know, GPT technology or generative AI technology within higher education and K-12 education within a matter of years, if not months. I think, uh, I, I don't know, you know, you guys know this, this part of history better than I do, but you know, there's this great story about how, how in the 1950s, the the, the mathematics syllabus um, in the U.S. evolved and expanded dramatically, because uh, algebra was seen and calculus was seen as so important for 
you know, rocket development, mm-hmm, right? right. Uh, it was seen as an issue of national security. Now, I feel that we are on the cusp of something, you know, this feels to me of a, a technology of a similar magnitude of importance to, you know, whether you call it nuclear or, or, or the age of, you know, modernity after Second World War. I feel like we are on the cusp of something really important. And at a minimum, this is as important as the availability of kind of portable devices um, like iPads and Chromebooks that sort of began to emerge about a decade ago. So I feel like there's just going to have to be an embrace and, and it won't be evenly distributed. There will be schools and districts and, and countries uh, that that embrace this technology more quickly. Uh, and there will be others who, who embrace it more slowly. There will be subject areas that embrace it more quickly. Um, but I think that we we have to prepare for a world in which this is just integrated into into the way that that uh, that, that teaching happens. And so, I guess that's that's my you know, pretty optimistic and positive outlook for, for for this. I do think, obviously, there are going to be safeguards needed. Clearly, you know, um, it's this doesn't this doesn't invent plagiarism. It just creates a new form of powerful plagiarism. Right. And clearly, there will be solutions needed for that um, and and I think and I hope that it will lead to innovation in assessment um, and 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 give an opportunity to really rethink what are the skills that we're you know, we're looking to, to see demonstrated by students at different ages and development stages but you know these are big questions these are this is just how we're thinking about it right now I, I you know I fully agree in your optimism you know I look at it as you know, somewhat of a disruptor of like at, at to a degree where we really need to as teachers, as educators, just, you know, we need to really reflect on um, what we expect for our students and, and how we are going to assess them. I see this really leading to a lot more authentic products being produced by students, um, more project based learning, more performance assessments. Um, uh, more opportunities for students to be collaborative, to, to harness different creativity, um, and then using, you know, the traditional methods and the AI to bring that together for, for, uh, for really, you know, for learning experiences that can reach all learners. And, you know, tools that you guys are coming out with, with Conquer, but also with Moat as well, can really make that performance-based assessment and that dynamic classroom even more attainable because it's you have so many tools integrated I- into one area that makes that human connection over a digital space, which is something that's really valuable. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And as you said, the human connection you know, still has to be, be core, right? I think this is about you know, empowering you know, teachers and to, to sort of spend more time, you know, on the things that matter at uh, the students. And I mean, just, just while we're on, I mean, some of the examples I've seen that I think are so instructive and exciting are, you know, where t- teachers have already said, Hey, you know, I, I, for example, I generated three sample essays, you know, by prompting chat GPT, I printed them out and I gave them to students and I said, Hey, I want you to critique these essays and I want you to make them better. or I want you to create your own version like a remix of this output. And for me, those are the kinds of applications that feel really fresh and, mm-hmm. and innovative, right? Like, like, and then potentially putting something even more powerful in the hands of students. So, so anyway, I think I'm just, you know, buckle up. I think it's going to be very exciting to see how 
how this space evolves. I mean, it's, it's going to, it's, we're in a bit of a hype cycle right now. I suspect it will calm down, quieten down a little bit. Um, but I think we will start to see uh, you know, the emergence of, of some really interesting novel products over the next you know, six months to a year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about all of this. Oh, us too. And I'm, I'm super excited to see how, how you guys evolve with this in the next uh, few months coming up because what you put together so far is fascinating. So uh, I'm ready to hold on and enjoy the ride on the moat boat. Well, a couple, a couple thoughts came to mind as you were speaking. So I know uh, a big thing I think is when, when ChatGPT came out, the big thing that I saw was people started to hit the panic button right away. I mean, the socials, everything, everything was about it saying, oh my gosh, this is going to ruin, this is going to ruin research. This is going to ruin the paper. This is going, you know, there's going to be no authentic writing, all of that. But Dan and I said it over and over again. And in education, you have to evolve. Just like Conquer has evolved so quickly since you guys started working on it and launching it, when the graphing calculator came out, talked to, you referenced the 1950s and, and the algebra and everything. We have to zig when others zag, so to speak. And the speed that things are changing and just uh, intensifying in a good way is powerful for education, for just a real-world application, and we have to jump on board. If you don't jump on board, with anything. I mean, even you as being the CEO, if you were like, ah, yeah, we're not going to put AI into any of our products or we're not going to, you know, use all this. We're not going to jump on this. I don't think it's going to be the next big thing. You're going to be left behind, unfortunately. So as teachers, let the students go. Learn from them just as much as you're teaching them. And that's that human connection that you referenced that's, that's on point. And as we move forward, we can't worry about, well, that's the always the way we've done it. I think the pandemic has put that in the past. What we've done in the past, you have to evolve with it just as much as Moat has evolved since its inception and now Conquer is. And like you said, it's going to be moving and buckle up and get ready for the ride. <laughs> you, I couldn't put it better. Uh, this has been really fun, guys. I really appreciate the support. And, um, you know, like I say, well, I'll keep you very much posted and perhaps we can come back in a few few months' time and, and talk about where AI has moved to by then because I'm sure it will be, uh, it won't be the same as where it is today. So uh, this has been really fun. Absolutely. We appreciate that. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Final question, Will, is the best thing for them to to find you online is just go to conquer.ai, right, and Moat, and they can find it in Chrome Extension Store and the web-based tool, the web recorder, everything you mentioned. Just go to, you know, go to the website. That's the best way to kind of learn, and they can provide feedback on the tool because I'm sure you guys want to know all the feedback with everything. Yeah, exactly. Moat.com and conquer.ai. Uh, and uh, at the moment, there's a bit of a wait list for conquer.ai, but we, are be, we will be rolling it out and making it fully available in the coming week. Awesome. Yeah, I know there's an audience. I gave away uh, all my free invites all my links are gone <laughs> they're gone <laughs> 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 teachers are like can i get a link i'm like eh, i don't have any more yeah it's great so it's great will thank you again hopefully Thanks, we'll guys. be seeing you uh soon uh or at some point at a conference or we'll catch up with uh john neal again we appreciate your time and we look forward to seeing how moat and conquer evolve and change the education space in the future thanks guys take care have a great day what a fantastic interview we had uh just talking with will so insightful dan it is, and I'm really excited to see where uh, this new tool evolves into. That we're going to conquer it. As always, if you have uh, any questions, comments, suggestions, please reach out. We do appreciate all the support that you provide to us all. If you need a sticker, hit up the sticker request in the show notes. Of course, Tech Card, Work Smart, Live in Adventure. 
Find Andrew on all socials at A Nicola Tech and Dan at WCSD Tech DR. <laughs> 